Let's be real for a minute, shall we? The cost of food these days is downright insane. And that's scary for all of us, but especially frustrating when you're wanting to commit to a healthier lifestyle, but it honestly feels like you might have to take out a second mortgage just to afford your grocery bill. Is there really a way to eat healthy and keep your food budget in check? I say yes, and in today's episode, my goal is to prove it to you. Welcome to the Feel Better Live Free podcast brought to you by Thinlicious. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and here we'll talk about everything from the science of weight loss to practical tips for making your health a priority in the midst of a busy life. It's a little bit nerdy, a little bit funny, and a little bit revolutionary. So buckle up, friend, because it's about to get real. Hey there, and welcome back to the Feel Better Live Free podcast. Once again, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I'm the founder of Thinlicious and the Thin Adapted System, as well as the New York Times bestselling author of seven books. And if this is your first time listening, then you should know that I am pretty much obsessed with one thing, helping women over 40 create freedom in their lives by transforming your health. I like to think of it as starting a health revolution, and that's really what this podcast is all about. It is about the freedom to feel your best, the freedom to not be controlled by food addictions ever again, and the freedom to confidently pursue all your big goals and dreams because your health and your weight issues are no longer holding you back. And if that gets you excited, then I'm going to guess you'll probably like it here. We are health rebels, and we are not afraid to question the status quo or do it a little differently and forge our own path. But we're also not afraid to confront the brutal facts and face hard truths head on when we need to, rather than just burying our head in the sand. And the brutal reality for a lot of us right now is that food has gotten so expensive over the past couple of years that going to the grocery store these days is downright painful, right? In fact, over the holidays, I saw a meme on Facebook. Maybe you saw this one too, that was talking about the movie Home Alone, where Kevin goes to the grocery store to pick up a few items. Anybody remember that scene? In the movie, He pays $19.83 for milk, orange juice, a loaf of bread, some TV dinners, saran wrap, laundry detergent, toilet paper, and fabric softener. What? That same haul cost $44 last year and a whopping $73 this year. That's how much the prices for everything have gone up. Suffice to say, it's not just in your head. The cost of food is a huge deal right now for everyone. And honestly, that can feel like a big problem when you want to start eating healthier, but you're worried that you just can't afford it. Because frankly, it's no secret that healthy food often comes with a premium price, right? And that can feel super discouraging, almost like a no-win situation. And if this is something that you're struggling with right now, then I guess I'll start by letting you know that I have some good news and I have some bad news. I'll start with the bad news first. Eating healthy likely is going to be more expensive than eating junk food or processed food, right? There's just no getting around that. The healthiest, most nutrient-dense food in the world, whole foods like high-quality meat and fresh vegetables and fresh fish and dairy, those things are always going to cost more than a burger from the dollar menu or a bag of potato chips or a box of macaroni and cheese. And honestly, I think that's probably the way it should be, right? When you really stop and think about it, 
it's actually kind of shocking, even with the higher prices, how cheap most of the food at the grocery store is, especially when it's made with super low quality ingredients that have been heavily processed and are full of chemicals and preservatives. The fact that you can buy a hamburger for a dollar or a bag of chips for two bucks or a two liter so- bottle of soda for 99 cents is actually kind of mind blowing when you consider all the time and energy and resources that went into producing that food. So that's the bad news. If you want to eat healthy, you're going to have to be willing to invest a little bit more into the food that you put in your body. But here's the good news. It doesn't have to break the bank, truly. And I guess in this episode, I'm kind of going back to back to my roots of how I first started. Some of you might even remember this. If you've been around for a long time, but this is how I started my original brand, Living Well, Spending Less, way back in 2010, because I've actually been talking about how to save money on food for a very long time. And if you're one of my OGs and you've been around for a while, then you probably remember the YouTube videos that I used to make sharing my coupon shopping trips to the grocery store. And you can even find my original series, The Beginner's Guide to Coupons, on the Living Well, Spending Less blog. And while these days I don't actually use a lot of coupons, since most of the coupons that are available are for highly processed foods that I would rather avoid, there are still a lot of strategies that I have learned over the years for saving money on food that absolutely still apply and can help you save a lot of money on your groceries so that eating healthy feels a little more doable and a little more sustainable. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about in today's episode, because Honestly, the journey to lose weight and to get healthy can be hard enough without the added pressure of trying to figure out how to afford it, right? The effort that it takes to start to change your habits and the learning that is required to truly understand the science of what different foods are doing to your body and how it all affects your hormones and then the mindset work that's required to overcome food addiction and the emotional eating and all the other stuff. So maybe if we can just make this one little piece feel more practical and doable, That will just make everything easier. At least that's my hope. But like everything else in life, success in this area is going to start with your mind, right? It's going to start with the thoughts and the stories that you decide to tell yourself about money and whether it is actually worth it to invest in eating the right things. Because the reality is that ultimately we value what we pay for and we spend money on the things that we value. James Frick once said, Don't tell me where your priorities are. Show me where you spend your money and I'll tell you what they are. I've heard someone else say it a different way. If you want to know someone's priorities, look at their bank statement and their schedule. Because it's true, right? If something really matters to us, we will find a way to pay for it or make the time for it. And so that's ultimately the mindset you have to start with. Asking yourself, does this actually matter to me? Does my health truly matter? Does living a long, healthy life free from preventable diseases and inflammation and pain and chronic fatigue actually matter to me? Does getting off all of my medications matter to me? Does being around for my kids and my grandkids actually matter to me? Does feeling good matter to me? If the answer is yes, then you have to make this a priority in your life because as Dr. Edie likes to say, you could either pay the farmer now or pay the doctor later. What you sacrifice now in order to make your health a priority will pay off in the long run. It is literally the best investment that you can make in yourself. The healthiest, most nutrient-dense foods on the planet are full of the things that your body needs to thrive. Vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and healthy fats and enzymes and probiotics and so much more. And when you start feeding your body all these amazing nutrients, you will be amazed 
amazed at how much better you feel and how much more energy you have and how so many of the aches and pains that used to just be a normal part of your everyday life start to disappear. You sleep better, you have clearer skin, you're not as prone to getting sick, and you'll even be less likely to develop serious chronic diseases like diabetes and heart disease. And all of that, think about it, all of that will ultimately save you thousands and thousands of dollars in the long term. Ultimately, being healthy is much more affordable than not being healthy. But it might not feel like that right now in the moment, right? So changing the story that you tell yourself really is the first step. You have to remind yourself why this matters, why it's worth it, why it's actually an investment worth making. If you don't start there, all the practical tips in the world won't actually matter because you can always fall back on those same old excuses, right? I can't afford to get healthy. Whole foods are too expensive. Meat and vegetables are not in the budget right now when we could be living on pasta and cereal for so much cheaper. Because what you're really saying when you say those things is, this isn't a priority for me. And while that might be true, maybe it's not a priority, at least be honest with yourself. But if you are ready to make healthy eating a priority in your life, then the good news is that there are actually a lot of practical strategies you can use to keep costs down. And that's what I'd like to spend the rest of our time talking about, my tried and true tactics for saving money on food. So the first tip that I have for you is probably a little bit obvious, but it's something that I think most of us don't always do a very good job of, and that is to actually use the food that you buy. And I know that might sound kind of silly and basic, but honestly, I can't even tell you how often I find myself cleaning out my fridge and throwing away food that's gone bad or that I forgot was in there or that I just didn't get around to cooking in time, right? Anybody else relate to that? It's such a waste of money, and yet it's something that so many of us do on a regular basis. In fact, food waste is a huge problem in the United States with the average American throwing away between 20 and 25% of all the food they buy, right? 20 to 25%. It's almost a quarter And think about that. If you could just reduce your grocery bill by 25% by using all the food that you buy, that's a huge savings right there. And honestly, it's a crazy crazy number to me when you think about how many people are struggling to put healthy, nutritious food on the table for their families. And I will be brutally honest here and tell you, before I met my husband, Chuck, I used to be a lot more wasteful about food and really just about things in general. (laughs) But my husband, Chuck has this big thing about waste, right? He hates waste of any kind. It literally drives him crazy. He has this theory that he'll be happy to sit down and tell you all about it. But he has this theory that when we die, we're all going to have to show up to heaven with the pile of garbage that we generated over our lifetime and actually account for all the waste that we created. And so he cannot stand it when we waste anything, right? And so over the last 20 years that we've been together, he has really like brought me along on that. He's made me so much more aware of this natural tendency that I have that I guess our whole culture has to be extremely wasteful. And if this is something that you struggle with too, then I would say that the first step in saving money on your grocery bill is just to start to be more mindful and intentional about actually using the food that you buy. And that sometimes means planning your meals in advance and making a shopping list and only buying what you know you'll actually eat It also means being realistic about how much food you and your family can actually consume in a week and not buying more than you need or getting better at eating leftovers. And if you're new to meal planning, then honestly, that's probably the best place to start, right? Taking 
a little bit of time at the beginning of each week to sit down and plan what you're going to eat and then make a list of all the ingredients that you'll need to buy. And then, of course, you have to actually use the food that you buy. Don't let it sit in the fridge and go bad. And if you know that you need more flexibility when you're doing your meal planning, you've got to account for that, right? I always I always make a plan for the week, but I always give us a couple of wild card dates because I know that inevitably we'll end up going out to eat one day or whatever. And even if we don't, then we can eat the leftovers that are in the fridge. So if you do have leftovers, make sure that you're actually eating them and not just throwing them away. And sometimes that might also mean getting a little bit creative with how you use your leftovers. So for example, I love to make big batches of roasted vegetables, but obviously we can't always eat an entire tray of roasted vegetables in one meal. So I use those in other ways, right? Use them in a frittata or mix them in with scrambled eggs or use them as a base for soup, right? Add them them in there. They're an easy and delicious way to add flavor and nutrients without having to do a ton of extra work. Another thing you can do is roast a whole turkey or a chicken and then use the leftovers to make bone broth. And let me tell you, bone broth, if you're just buying it at the store, the really good stuff, it's expensive. So this is a great way to stretch your food budget because you basically get two meals out of one chicken, the first meal when you eat the chicken, and the second meal when you use the bones and the carcass to make broth. So those are just a few simple ideas, but I think you get the point. To Just to be more mindful and intentional about actually using the foods that you buy and not letting it go to waste. It's such a simple thing, but it can make a huge difference in how much you're spending on groceries each month. The second tip I have is to make a habit of shopping your own pantry and freezer first before you head to the grocery store. And this is very related to the first one, right? And it might also sound a little bit obvious too, but it's something that I didn't honestly used to do very well. I would just make my shopping list and head to the store and I'd buy all the things and come home that I realize and realize that I already had a lot of those things already in my pantry or my freezer. I just didn't re- remember, right? It was such a waste of time and money. And also it's something that's so easily avoidable. So now before I head to the store, I always make a point to check my pantry, check my freezer, see what I have on hand. And I also try to even plan my meals to use up as much of that stuff as possible so that I'm not buying a bunch of extra ingredients that I don't actually need. And honestly, it's amazing how much that simple little thing can save you, especially if you're actually making an effort to eat the things that you already have on hand. So if you've got a lot of frozen vegetables in your freezer, you can plan to use those for several meals in a row or even for an entire week. Or if you see that you have lots of cans of tuna in your pantry, you can have a tuna salad for lunch or make a big batch of tuna casserole or whatever, right? If you have the chicken broth or vegetable broth, plan to make a few different soups during the week. You get the idea. But just be more mindful of what you already have on hand and then make a plan to actually use that stuff up before you go to buy more. Simple thing, but it can make a huge difference. Third tip goes straight back to my days as an extreme extreme couponer, extreme couponer, where I learned the biggest secret of the grocery industry that very few people understand. You ready for it? Here's the deal. Everything goes on sale at the grocery store. Everything does, at least eventually. And not only that, most foods go on sale in a regular rotation about once every six to eight weeks on average. And so that means that Over time, if you are smart and strategic about when you buy your foods, you can literally slash your grocery bill 
by as much as a third or more simply by stocking up on foods you buy when they are on sale so that you have enough to last you until you go on sale again. Basically, you make it your goal to always buy your food when it's at the lowest possible price, aka the rock bottom price, and then you buy enough to last until it goes on sale again. And if you're already planning your meals around what you have in your freezer in your pantry, like we talked about a minute ago, then this works out really well. You basically have your own mini grocery store at home already stocked with the foods that you eat most, full of food that you bought when it was at its cheapest. You with me so far? So let's use a little example to make this make sense. So let's say real butter is something that you use a lot of because, well, we need more healthy fat in our diet, right? But in case you haven't noticed (laughs) lately, real butter is expensive these days. Oh my goodness. I don't know how much it is by you, but here in Florida, it's it's something like six or seven dollars a pound now for butter, which is just insane to me, right? When it's regular price, it is crazy expensive. But every so often, every couple of months, butter goes on sale. And here in Florida, we have a store called Publix, which is known for its weekly BOGO sales, buy one, get one free, right? So when butter goes BOGO, you better believe that we stock up like crazy because we go through a lot of butter. And typically, we will buy enough to last until the next time it goes on sale and maybe even just a little extra just in case because we know that we can keep it in the freezer and it's not going to go bad. You can basically keep it indefinitely if you have a freezer. So instead of buying two pounds of butter to last the week, we'll buy 16 pounds of butter or 20 pounds of butter at half off and we only ever pay $3 a pound for butter. And let me tell you something else. If the Challenge brand butter goes on sale, then we're doing even better because every box of Challenge butter has a coupon in it for 55 cents off, which means that we can get each pound of butter for just $2.45 since you can use the coupon on the free item also. Now, $2.45 for a pound of butter instead of $6 is a huge savings, right? If you multiply that by 104, which is probably how many pounds of butter my my family uses over the course of the year. You're then saving $369.20 over the course of a year on just one item, right? That's huge, $369 on just one thing. Now think about how much you could save if you applied that same tactic to every single thing that you buy. Meat, chicken, cheese, eggs, vegetables, dairy products starts to add up pretty fast, right? I promise you that there is almost nothing that you buy, even healthy whole foods, that don't go on sale at least once in a while and more likely, more than likely goes on sale regularly, right? You're just buying it at the wrong time, right, when you need it instead of when it's the cheapest. It's basically just a different way of shopping. Um, and you have to kind of wrap your your brain around it, right? Instead of making your meal plan, then making your grocery list, then going to the store and buying what you need, the process looks a lot more like looking at what you have on hand, making a meal plan to utilize as much of those items as possible, then when you go to the grocery store, stocking up on the foods that you normally eat that are on sale. And again, it might not feel like you're saving a bunch of money in the short term, but over time, if you start to do this consistently, you will actually spend a lot less on groceries as long as you're actually using what's in your pantry and freezer and not letting food go to waste. So it all works together. You got it? I know, it's a lot. Told you I was going right back to my roots. 
All right, so my fourth tip for saving money on healthy food is to get smart about food storage. And this might seem like a small detail, but it actually will make a big difference in the longevity of your food and how much you end up throwing away, right? Because if you're going to do this plan, if you're going to buy foods when they're on sale and not necessarily right when you need them, you also need to be really good about storing them. Because properly storing food can help prevent spoilage, it will extend shelf life, it'll save you money in the long run. And you need to know if you're going to stock up on food, how long certain foods will stay good or whether you can freeze them. There are actually a ton of foods that can be frozen, even things like eggs and cheese and dairy, not to mention fresh vegetables and fruits. And if you're not sure how to properly freeze something, just Google it, right? Do a quick Google search because it can usually tell you the best method. And once you know which foods can be frozen and how to do it, and you can start taking advantage of the sales on those items and you can start stocking up for later use. But just be sure to label your containers, label your freezer bags with the date so that you know when they were frozen so that you can use the oldest items first, right? Just have a system and start to put together a system for this. You may also want to consider investing in a vacuum sealer or quality food containers to help keep your food really fresh and avoid freezer burn. Or if you don't already have one, get a second refrigerator or a freezer. Um, Facebook Marketplace, honestly, is full of people giving them away for like literally either free or really, really cheap. People don't know what to do with their own, with their extra refrigerators. And so you can get really good deals all the time on there. Um, don't forget to properly label and rotate your food so that you're always using the oldest items first. This is really important because you want to make sure that you're not just, you know, freezing something, but then all the other stuff is getting lost in the abyss of your freezer. That that ends up being a lot of waste. So you do have to be very intentional about this, but when you're smart about food storage, it can save you a lot of money as well. Fifth tip to, um, to save money on groceries is to skip the grocery store and go straight to the farm. And by this, I mean to try to buy as much of your food as you can from local farmers or farmers markets, because the reality is that not only are the prices often a lot cheaper, the food is a lot better for you, right? That it, anything that comes locally that's locally grown is going to be more nutrient dense. It's going to have fewer chemicals added to it. Um, it's just going to be better for you. So the meat is usually grass fed and pasture raised. Vegetables are often organic and locally grown. And frankly, it's more fun to shop at a farmer's market than at a big grocery store. Um, and one cool thing is that a lot of local farms will even provide an option for buying a whole or partial cow that you can get, you can sign up for, you can go in with another family that will provide months and months worth of high quality meat. Another great option if you can find it is maybe a local farm that does produce subscription boxes during harvest season. It's that we've done this before and it is a very fun way to try produce that you might nor not normally think to buy, but it can also be super cost effective, right? You get this huge box of produce for a really low price. And I love knowing that the food that we're buying is not only delicious and healthy, but also locally grown and in season, which is always going to be better for you. And honestly, that is another great tip, right? To try to eat as much in-season produce as possible because it's always cheaper when it's in season and it's also better for you, plus it tastes better. Um, and speaking of in-season produce, another great way to save money is to grow your own. And this is, you know, if you're a brown thumb, this might be a little harder, but it is actually pretty satisfying to be able to walk out your back door and pick your own fresh herbs and vegetables. And 
I'm, I do tend to have a pretty brown thumb and even I've been able to grow things, right? Even I've been able to grow things and it's easier, believe it or not, it's easier than you think. So start with a few herbs and pots on your patio or maybe a few tomatoes or cucumbers or zucchini, and then you can expand from there. If you don't have a lot of space in your yard, you may want to consider joining a community garden or starting some sort of vertical garden. There's some really cool options for that as well. But getting ultra local, whether it's your own mini farm or one close by, is a great way to get the freshest, healthiest, and most nutrient-dense food out there at a fraction of what the grocery stores charge. Okay, so my final tip is not only a money saver, but a time saver too, and that is to cook in bulk. I honestly love recipes that can be doubled or quadrupled and then frozen for when you need them. In fact, way back in my Living Well Spending Less days, I did an ongoing series called 10 Meals in an Hour, you might remember it, where I provided meal plans and shopping lists and instructions that would allow you to whip up 10 easy budget and freezer-friendly meals in about an hour. And then after I started Thinlicious, I actually adapted many of these tried and true recipes to be healthier and to be more in line with what we t- what we teach in the Thinlicious program. So if you're looking for inspiration on how to do this, you can find most of the healthier versions on the Thinlicious website. Look for our pesto chicken, our Greek chicken, our sloppy joe recipe, our coconut lime chicken, the pulled pork recipe, the honey Dijon chicken, um, I think, and our pot roast, um, just to name a few. Those are ones that I can remember for sure offhand, but you may want to search for it. But This is such a great option for when you find a great deal on chicken or on ground beef or pork, and you just want to have something on hand for busy nights when you might be tempted to order takeout, right? When I find chicken on sale, I love to do a big batch on the grill, right? I I will cook like, I don't know, 12 chicken breasts all at the same time. I brine them for half an hour, and then I throw them on the grill. I season them, then I throw them on the grill let them cool, and then I slice it up to have on hand for all sorts of things like our buffalo chicken casserole, um, Caesar salad is great to throw some chicken on there. Um, I use it in our chicken noodle soup recipe, right? It freezes great, but it's also like keeps in the fridge for two weeks once it's cooked too. So you can use it for all sorts of things. And um, that is a huge, huge time saver and also a huge money saver because I'm buying it on sale. Um, I also love roasting up a big batch of vegetables to keep on hand because this these freeze great, but they also stay in the fridge for a long time. And again, they're perfect for adding to things like frittata or casseroles or just heating some up as an easy side dish. Honestly, I could probably keep going on for hours <laughs> about this topic, you guys, because as you probably can tell, it is it's a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And I have been teaching on it for a very long time, but... Hopefully, after today, you have at least a few ideas to get you going on lowering your food costs. Because while I am not going to deny that the price of food has gotten a little crazy, I do also believe that it is more than possible to eat really well while sticking to a budget. And I also believe, like, within my heart of hearts, that your health is worth it, right? It is the best investment that you will ever make for yourself. So be willing to get a little creative, right? Be willing to think outside the box a little bit when it comes to this, but there is a way to do this on a budget and make your, maybe even spend less than you're spending right now on food, depending on, depending on what you're doing and, and actually make this work and, and eat so much better in a way that is going to sustain your health for a really long time. 
But I would also love to get a conversation going about this topic. So if you are part of our Facebook group, our Health Rebel community, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you do any of these things? How do you keep your food costs down? Are there certain things that you you meal prep? How do you how do you save on money while the when the cost of food is so high? What did I miss in this list? So share a post and let me know, and then I will see you back here very soon for another new episode.